This is the Truth Network. She was lost in looking for the interstate, needing directions, and I was a man for the job. I told her way up yonder past the caution light, there's a little country store with an old cold sign. You gotta stop in and ask Miss Bell for some of her sweet tea. Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. There was always only two answers to your prayers. Either she was going to be healed or she was going to be healed. Either she was going to live or she was going to live. Either she was going to be with family or she was going to be with family. Either she was going to be well taken care of or she was going to be well taken care of. P.S. Don't tell me how to get my glory. Light, light, you're my flashlight, light. Stop and ask for... <laughs> Stop and ask for directions today on the Christian Car Guy Show. When did you stop and ask God for directions? I'm going to stop and ask for directions, said no man ever, right? That's my wife would tell you. Well, we know that King David did at least twice. <laughs> well, that's just a little bit of kidding. But what King David did in the what we'll talk about today and in our introduction, often gives us a whole overview of what our show's going to be about today. You might have heard Billy Currington with his song, Good Direction, where he had to go up and get the sweet tea and then turn left to get to the interstate. <laughs> it was quite a song. But obviously, somebody was getting directions there. And then, I don't know if you've heard it, but you ought to go on YouTube and watch it. That was Jonathan Evans' eulogy for his mother, Lois Evans, Tony Evans' wife. Oh, my goodness, what a powerful, powerful eulogy. And I think you'll see where I'm going with Jonathan's prayer, and I'm going to play it again at the bottom of the hour so you can get some directions from what, what he said, and then you might have heard something about a flashlight, right? And that's from Jesse J. from Pitch Perfect 2. So what does a light have to do with direction? <laughs> well, I'm going to share a story about that, but first... You know how I like to play games. <laughs> so, Danny, let's play. All right, here we go. Oh, that's the sound. That wasn't the... Uh, Rice that was Krispies. That's, that's Rice the, Krispies. That's the uh, name that noise sound that you're going to get a chance to oh. name in a minute. But I always like my music, but we don't have that queued up, apparently. So, the name that noise theme, we'll, we may have to get that later. But we're playing name that noise. So all you have to do is call in at 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. If you can name this noise, we're going to play that one more time, Danny, if you'll play it. Okay, sure. I recorded that my own self, I will say. And if you call us at 866-348-7884, Danny, tell them what they'll win. Well, they're going to win a book from the Christian Car Guy Prize Vault. 
There you go. You could win a book from the Christian Car Guy Prize Vault. All you got to do is call us, 866-348-7884. If you can name that noise. One more time, Danny. We'll play it. And I'll just go ahead and give you a hint at the beginning. I always do. Is that it will have something to do with the show that that I'm talking about today. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it, it might have something to do with what stop and ask for directions, right? If, if you think about that. I still that. think it's Rice Krispies, Rob. Right, right. It could be Rice Krispies. There could have been Rice Krispies going on in the background while I was recording that this yeah, morning. But I've recorded that personally. Very unusual. But anyway, so... I have a few stories to share along stopping and asking for directions, but I'm going to start out with this one. So years ago, I was out hunting. I was hunting on a land, you know, it was down south of Troy, North Carolina. It was way out in the wilderness. And I won't go into the long story on how I got lost, but I got totally lost. And I was by myself. And Bill asked me what I was going to do if I'd gotten a deer. Well, hopefully I would have known where I was going and I could get the deer back. I know how to slide a deer. I know how to carry a deer. So... Back then, we did not have smartphones, so I had no way to locate myself on any GPS or had no none of that type of technology at the time. And so I did have a flip phone or some kind of cell phone, I recall, and I got up on the top of a hill where I could get some reception, and I called the guy I leased the land from who called the guy who actually owned the land, and he said, you, you're looking out over the hill, can you tell that the this property has been cut out and what has been left is where we cut out the trees there's pines growing and on the other side of the hardwoods we've yet to cut so there's pine trees in a line and there's hardwoods in a line and he said so if you keep the pine trees on your right and the hardwoods on your left you'll come right out to the road now those are directions i'd stopped i'd asked for directions (laughs) this is not going to go well. I'm just going to tell Remind you. Remind me to ask you if you took a compass with you. <laughs> I did take a compass with me. Okay. But having, you know, anyway, so I'm keeping the pines on my right, the hardwoods on my left. Well, this little bit of advice, I had to scale barbed wire fences. I had to go through swamps. I mean, and oh my gosh, and I'm toting this gun. And, and it's just, it's uh, this dog attacked me. I thought I was going to have to shoot the dog, but I didn't shoot the dog because he finally backed off. But it was like... Buddy, this this won't go good for you if you take two or three more steps growling at me like that. He was right at no scary. So as it gets, you don't look like it was that scary. Right if you now, were there, it'd have right been. now it's humorous, <laughs> Robbie. It's very humorous. Yeah, believe me, I was I was already not in a good mood, as you might imagine. So as it begins to get dark, to my you know astonishment, the. There was no longer a line, and it was just the pines and the hardwoods that all gone together, and there I was in the midst of just the woods again. And, and now I've got no cell phone reception. The battery's almost dead on the phone, and I'm like, what in the world am I going to do? I'm going to sit down, and at this point in time, I decided to pray. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if you realized you really weren't alone. I didn't. I didn't. And so... There I was. It's getting dark. I'm in the middle of the the woods. Things are not looking good for the home team. It's going to go down to zero that night. It was freezing cold. It was really, really cold. This is the dead of winter. And as I look out in the distance, once it got dark, 
I could see a light, <laughs> which was my savior. <laughs> I was like, oh, that is clearly a light, and it's clearly a man-made light, and all I've got to do is follow the light. And so I took off, and it was still a pretty good hike. It was probably another three-quarters of a mile or something before I got to that light, but that light was a street light. <laughs> And interestingly, it was an intersection, which it had two street names on it. And that time I had cell phone reception. I called the guy and asked him what street, you know, and I, and I actually, I'm here today to do this radio show. <laughs> you know, I, I add this to your Linville Gord stories that I'm not going to go hiking with you anytime soon. <laughs> so what's your story? 866-348-7884, where you stopped and asked for directions. We got a couple of name that noisers ready and willing to go. We got Larry is in Richmond, Virginia. You can call us 866-348-7884. Larry, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. You know, I, I heard a joke this week, Larry, that if you want to get rid of a, of, of a spam caller... You just have to say, yeah. Larry in Richmond, you're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a good one, man. So what, I like it. Do you want to hear that noise again, or you, or you feel like confident that you can name it? Um, hit me with it one more time. Okay, Danny, can you play it one more time? There you go, man. That was a thorough recording. <laughs> Rice Krispies. So what do you think it is, Larry? All right. I think it is the rear. your rear right window is busted out, and you try to cover it up, and you're going about 75, and it's coming loose. Some sort of plastic <laughs> or something. That is a great answer. And, you know, if I was listening to that in your shoes, I would – I would kind of guess that too. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, there was somebody going by on the street while I was recording that today. You got to ask and if they that's had first hand knowledge and, on his part. Yeah, is that first hand knowledge on your part? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I've, I've, I've had some experience with that one, yes, sir. Now, that wasn't really what I had in mind, but we're going to give it to you. We're going to send a book your way, Larry. So I'm going to put you back on hold. We got to go to a break. I got Scott and Winston Salem and somebody in Washington, Dawn is in Washington, all ready to name that noise. Thank you, Larry, for calling in. God bless. Thank you. We got a, right, we got you. more stopping and asking for directions, and you can name that noise, 866-348-7884. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who by the way I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. She was lost in 
looking for the interstate Needing directions And I was a man for the job I told her way up yonder past the caution light There's a little country store with an old coke sign You gotta stop in and ask Miss Belle For some of her sweet tea Stop and ask for directions <laughs> today on the Christian Car Guy Show. And you may wonder, Robbie, where do you come up with these crazy? Well, you know, I know Bill does. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Usually I answer I get what I ask that question. Well, last week, you may know, and I, I was really grateful for Darren and Sam and Rodney and all coming in filling for, in for me last week. But I was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, and I had – Part of my job with the Truth Network is I get to work with a lot of talk show hosts. And it's kind of my job to kind of help them out to improve their game. Of course, they sometimes help me out to improve my game, which I appreciate that. But I was asking God early in prayer. It's really cool because we stayed at the Gaylord Grand Ole Opry there in Nashville. And they have this place called the Garden Conservatory. So how much fun was that for Robbie to get down there really, really early in the morning just by himself in the garden waterfalls and all that. And I'm praying and I'm asking God for direction. I'm saying with this one wonderful, very talented, beautiful couple that, that I help do their radio show. How could I help them be a better talk show host? And God said to me, I want you to go take fresh eyes and look at Psalm 119 verse 105 with fresh eyes like you've never looked at it before. So I go look at Psalm 119, verse 105, which you're very familiar with the passage when you hear it, I'm sure. It's thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, which, you know, it kind of goes along with the story I told a little bit. Well, as I am looking at that, and I think Jesus knew I would do this as he gave me this set of directions, as I began to take fresh eyes and look at it and go, hmm, that's interesting. I always interpreted that passage as thy Bible is a light unto my feet, right? Or, you know, I always interpreted it was it was the Bible. But when I looked at it in Hebrew and I started to think through what I was looking at, because, you know, they think that David authored that psalm, and I would agree that he probably did, but whoever authored it said Torah about 50 times in the psalm. He might have said it more. So if they wanted to say thy Torah is a lamp unto their feet, why didn't they say it that way? But what they said was thy debar, and debar in Hebrew means word. And I thought, wow, it's way bigger. Yes, 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 the Bible's a lamp unto my feet, and it was a light to David's feet. You know, if he's the one who wrote Psalm 1, that he meditated on it day and night. I mean, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's part of it, but it's just one part of it. David's prayer life was phenomenal. And so if you go look in a story, it's in 1 Samuel chapter 5, where he inquires of the Lord, he's got to fight the Philistines, and he tells him to go to the Valley of Raphim, go straight in and attack them. He, he stopped and he asked directions and God told him to go in straight in and attack. And of course they beat the Philistines. Life's good. Now, most men, if you showed them the direction on how to go do something, you know, the whole world is their nail and they got a hammer in their hand and they don't stop and ask directions the next time. But David, based on his amazing prayer life, faces the Philistines in the same Valley. Shortly after he becomes King, he's just been down this road, but he stops and he asks directions again. Look at it. It's in first 
Samuel chapter 5. And when he asks directions the second time, God says, don't go straight in this time. Now, that, you know, he didn't have 1 Samuel chapter 5 to look at, so <laughs> the Torah was not given in this direction. In other words, he, he, he got this word. He heard from God that he should this time encompass them, go around the balsam trees, and when you hear the sound of them marching in the balsams, then you know that the Lord has gone in ahead of you. Go ahead and attack. What a word. I mean, oh, my goodness. So when David was saying, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, he's saying, yes, oh, yes, 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 the Torah is a word, and that's the way I know what God sounds like. There's no doubt about it. Anything you might think you hear from God, you need to check with it up against the Scripture. But the question that you got to ask yourself that John Eldridge asked, and many before me, is the Bible a book of examples, or is the Bible a book of exceptions? Like, God loved David, so you know David could talk to God, but you know he doesn't love me like that. What, what, I don't know what your reasoning may be, but in John chapter ten, John, I mean, God clearly said, Jesus clearly said, "My sheep hear my voice." Actually, he says it four times in that those chapters there in John chapter ten. And what did he mean by that? That thy word, in other words, I can get a word, but I can also get a word from a friend. You know, David got a word from Nathan about what was going on with Bathsheba. So what God was telling me, I believe, was that, wow, there's so much more to this light and to my path than the Bible. Yes, the Bible's huge. It's gigantic. It's it's unbelievably. It's wonderful. But there's also the word that comes in prayer, and there's also the word that may come from your wife, right, Bill? Yes, I tell people that God's voice sounds a lot like my wife's. (laughs) So we have Scott's been hanging on forever to play Name That Noise, Scott. We lost Scott. He he thought I wasn't going to take it, but maybe he's calling back in right now at 866-348-7884. We have Dawn is in Washington. Dawn, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. We missed you last week, but we're <laughs> glad you're back. And you also had something else that you were taking care of someone passed away. But otherwise, my guess is that you've been rummaging around in the glove box or in the jump the uh, jump box for a map or a flashlight, <laughs> anything you need to be able to see where you're going. That is a great Don. You have nailed it. You you. That's exactly exactly what that is. That's that's you have named you have named that noise. Yes, that was a, a map being opened. And, you know, it was the live, reg- I, I actually did that. So that's awesome. But I got to ask you, you're up there in Washington. Half the world is concerned about you guys. Got a lot of coronavirus going around up there. How, what is that like up there to live in Washington right now? Well, there's a lot of people that are spooked. They're afraid of their own shadow, and they're not relying on God. And... Yeah. Just like missionaries, they go to the need. They don't run from it. I love that. I love that. I was thinking about that this morning, Don. That is beautiful. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for winning. we got so much more Christian Car Guys show coming up. Stay tuned. There was always only two answers to your prayers. 
Either she was going to be healed or she was going to be healed. Either she was going to live or she was going to live. Either she was going to be with family or she was going to be with family. Either she was going to be well taken care of or she was going to be well taken care of. P.S. Don't tell me how to get my glory. That was Jonathan Evans. Um, his mother's eulogy, by the way, uh, Lois, is there at YouTube. It's well worth watching the entire eulogy that he, he delivered. But I took that soundbite because it makes a phenomenal point that I, I don't want to miss about when you begin to ask directions in the way that God sometimes answers them. You know, it's, it's, it's at the beginning of that eulogy, he talked about how he wrestled in prayer. And he talked about how he was, you know, essentially telling God that, you know, you know, T.D. Jakes is praying for this, you know, all these people that he knew, you know, David, all these people across the world are praying. This would really give you a lot of glory if you'd heal my mom, you know, and they and, and he gave all these examples of things that they'd done as he was telling God, you know, the answer to his prayer and what it should be. And God, of course, told him, as he just described, that he didn't understand. But the reason why I put that that tag on the end of it was where he said in PS, don't let me, don't tell me how to get my glory. You know, that's kind of how I know that's like God's signature on that. It's like it's a stamp on it for me because God has that way of kind of <laughs> putting someone and and I've experienced it many, many, many times as I stopped and asked directions. And, and again, this being the Christian Car Guys show, you do see where it fits in. We got we to gotta ask for directions. But a, a story along similar lines is when I was losing the dealership that I had owned in Moxville, North Carolina, and there was all this money missing. Actually, over a million dollars was missing. And, and the rumors spread all over Moxville that Robbie took it. Robbie took it because Robbie was the president of the company. And clearly, it had to be Robbie that took the money. And... I had started the Christian Businessmen's Committee in Moxville. I had been known for giving my testimony all over the place. And so I'm coming up the, the, the hill, Depot Hill, it's actually called into Moxville, and I'm praying, God, God, God. Do you realize um, what it's doing to your reputation? You know, all these people are saying all this stuff about me. <laughs> and it, he stops me, and he says, Robbie, and I'm, I'm hearing this. Robbie, I can handle my reputation. <laughs> you and I have work to do. And what he was talking about is the work to, to make sure that people didn't get hurt in the aftermath of all this money getting gone, and, and i.e. customers and things like that. It was like, Robbie, don't, don't worry about my reputation. <laughs> and I just think that he, when I heard that out of Jonathan Evans, I immediately knew, oh, yeah, 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 he heard from God. And why did he hear from God? Because he was in prayer, because he was, he was stopping and asking for directions. Now Scott has held on another long time to hear in Winston Sound, so we're hoping to get Scott. Scott, are you still with me? I am, Robbie. I am so grateful for your patience. <laughs> and I, I, I'm excited to hear what you thought that noise was. Well, Robbie, uh, first of all, I want to tell you that I really, really enjoy your show. And I appreciate your infectious laughter. I really, really do. Um, I knew what that sound was long before you even gave the clue. Um, but <laughs> once you gave the clue, it was pretty simple. Um, also, I had a question for you as far as the, uh, 
the analogy um, for that song, which I really enjoy that song. I call it Turnip Green because I don't really know the name of it. But what is the story as far as the eulogy and everything? Okay, well, I mean, what was the parallel? The song, the the song that you're talking about is Good Direction. Is the name of that yeah. is the name of that song? Is Turnip Greens? It is really, really a, a good song. That here is really Jonathan Evans, and and clearly I I I'm with him. I lost both my parents in the last three years, and so you know I've wrestled with in prayer with God over these things. You know, because fatherlessness is still fatherlessness at sixty three, <laughs> um, and and it and it brings certain things. And so, what I was the parallel I was trying to make was that Jonathan had stopped, and he was asking God for a direction of why his life was going the direction he didn't think it should go. Oh. In other words, I didn't, you know, think my life should be without my parents. In other words, or, or or certainly, you know, Bob Young, as he talks about the loss of his son, it, it, you know, when he was 27, I think at the time. I mean, unbelievable things that we think. And, and again, if you hear the whole eulogy, which is absolutely beautiful at YouTube, he says, Jonathan, my ways are different than your ways. You don't understand, and it's not about one player on the field it's about all the players that are on the field and and the victory that jesus won for all of them it's a beautiful sermon um it's a eulogy wow um i think i'll pull that up i would it's it's jonathan evans eulogy for his mother by all means it's it's i saw it while i was at the nrb i had not seen it live um and when i was i was like man i got to use that <laughs> that's good stuff so thank you scott i appreciate you calling in well i, I really enjoy your show and I, I can relate about your father i've heard you speak about him and i know how close y'all were and it seems like you had a similar relationship that i had as far as hunting and fishing with my dad and so i can definitely go there um isn't that wonderful you, yeah you, Spoke about the river runs through it, and my dad and I just loved to watch that movie. We just saw the symbolism in that and all the beauty. Oh man, oh man! When he catches that giant fish, it, that that's one of the greatest scenes of any movie of all time. <laughs> just the fellowship of those three guys, you know. I just love the way the scripture is weaved in it. It is. Yes, it's a wonderful movie. So much symbolism. Thank you, Scott. God bless. You have a great day, Robbie. You too. That's fun stuff, Bill. I know you've you've been sitting there quietly, but I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but good friends pick at you. Like, they find ways to find the click in your armor, and and they enjoy um, helping you to see the humor in your own experience. And Bill is one of those people. Well, see, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but Jesus is that way. And so when you look at the, really, Bill, when you look at the discussion between Jesus and the woman at the well, now, you could think that he's preaching to her, but I don't think that is, if, I'm, I'm really looking for the instant replay in heaven. But when, you know, she begins to go sideways on him, and he says, well, go call your husband. Now, how did he say that? Is the is the is the? I think he was picking like Bill picks with me all the time. It was like, oh, why did you go call your husband? And it's and it's that 
that same kind of thing, like, Robbie, I can take care of my own reputation. Or Jonathan, you know, P.S., I can handle my glory. You know, it, it's the same kind of thing, Bill. Well, yeah, they weren't supposed to be talking. It was completely inappropriate for a Jewish male to be talking to a female that he didn't know at that situation. So there was something, something a little interesting going on. Oh, yeah, all the way. And then, then he says, she says, well, I don't have a husband. And he says, well, I know, but you've had five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can't see that, that, that's a signature of somebody that loves you picks with you. They just do. You know, I, I think it's cool. So in your case, you ask for direction. I know you do. I ask for direction when I do this show. Hopefully, you're stopping and ask for directions because you can go a long ways in the wrong direction. In the I, ch- I've got a wonderful, wonderful son who's the type that you know, the day hasn't ended, so why worry? Uh, he, he can hop in his car and go for a great trip without. My daughter is like me. You know, we're going to figure out exactly where we're going to go and exactly what time we're going to be there and exactly which road we're going to go down. And you know, my life's a lot easier when I've got all that at least sort of roughed out in my head. And I, but all of us, all of us are in a much better place if we start off with a prayer and say, God, where do you want me to go today? You know, how would you like me to get there? And understand that it may change a little bit along, along the line, but there's a frustration that comes along when you're too proud to stop and ask for help. There's a frustration that comes along when you, when you picture everything and know exactly what it's going to be beforehand. Yeah, I love the scripture, Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Don't be anxious about anything. Now, Paul's in a jail cell. He, he's locked up. It's a place where somebody had to bribe the guard to bring you food. You know, the guard's job wasn't to make sure you're comfortable. It's to make sure your body's there when they come looking for it. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Now, petition's an interesting word. It's a legal concept. Paul was saying you got the legal right to go to God and tell him what your problem is. And it says, The peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. We say that peace is what we're looking for. It's not the answer to our prayer. It's that, that peace is the answer to our prayer. There you go. You call us with your stop and directions, Tori, 866-34-TRUTH. Light, light, you're my flashlight, light, light, yeah, yeah. The thing that became clear to the Christian car guy years ago is it got darker and darker. The light got brighter. <laughs> when I was out in that field and I was totally lost, it's an interesting thing that I've never forgotten on a lot of levels is the darker it gets, the brighter the light gets. And, you know, lighthouses are, you know, something they used in ancient times in order to try to find our way. And Jesus is the light. So you might even know that 
John described him that way when he said in the beginning was the word, right? And, and you might go down a, a couple verses and it says, and in him was the life. And that life was the light of men. And, and it's so helpful. So in the Jesus labor love, as you might imagine, we are helping single moms, widows, families in crisis. And the Jesus labor love is not, you know, you guys have just, our listeners have been such a blessing and, and given and given and given and given. And, you know, it's, it just, it blows my mind, you know, how much comes in, but sometimes it blows my mind how much more we need, you know? So, you know, this week I, I, sweet lady from like a domestic violence place that they're helping these people and she's calling me and talking about this lady that needs a transmission or she needs a this and she needs a that and I'm looking at our checking account and I'm going oh you know light 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 I need a flashlight Bill (laughs) and it's amazing to me it's just amazing to me because I can hear the panic in her voice and I can you know sense my own concern you know that i'm i don't have any answers and and this just this scenario repeats itself time and time and time again and you know god has trained me wonderfully to stop and ask for directions like okay is it okay if we pray real quick and i've never had anybody turn me down on that like on those phone calls and there i am i'm like god you know thank you for giving us this situation to work through that you've given this this wonderful lady you know, the heart to help and you've given me and, and Lord, you know, we're kind of lost right now, you know, where we, we don't know where, where to go. Cause we don't have the resources to meet this need. And, and as this prayer is prayed, I, I am telling you, Bill, it, it, it appears to me to be a complete miracle that you can tell there's a complete difference in her tone of voice, in the, how she feels, and her expectations of me, of, of what Jesus Labor Love could possibly do for that. So, again, all this stuff's at ChristianCarGuy.com, Jesus Labor Love. I, I post a prayer request there <clears throat> regularly. Unfortunately, I've been so busy since I got back from the NRB that I have not been able to post all the ones this week. But I can assure you that they have been plentiful. Because when I was gone last week, you can imagine all those stored up, plus the ones that I had from this week. And... and, and I just am very, very, very grateful that I know, like you talked about, Bill, that he's the one that's got this. And if I didn't offload that, I I think I would lose my mind. Well, my daughter had leukemia, and they came in and said if we had a bone marrow match that we would be much better off. And I had all these folks praying. I mean, churches and congregations and all praying for they came in and they said, we don't have a bone marrow match. And I came real, real, real close to being angry. And the scripture verses hit me. One was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the next was, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, lift up your request to God. And the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And the third one was, I'm chosen and holy and dearly loved. And I knew my daughter was. So I made it out. Well, we got to the end of all the chemo treatments and the end of everything, and we actually finished up early. 
And I asked the doctor, you know, when was the last time you saw cancer? And he says, funny you asked. I had the same question this morning, and I had him go look it up. And they said, you know, that first day we had two positives from the pediatrician, and we had four positive tests at the hospital trying to figure out which type it was. Yeah, we hadn't seen cancer since that first round of treatments. I said, well, what would have happened if we'd have had a bone marrow match? He says, well, she'd have been six months here at Brenner, and she'd have been six months inpatient at Duke, and you would have had to have lived within 20 minutes of the hospital, and then six months, it, it would have taken two years, and she'd forever be on an expensive anti-rejection drug. Well, God's way, <laughs> God's way was so much better than what I was praying for. What I hit was that peace. I was able to, to you know, the peace was what we all want when it comes right down to it. Yeah, and, and in his presence, you you get that. Mm -hmm. But it does seem like you have to stop. Oh, yes. <laughs> stop. Pray You're going and, in the wrong direction. should help. Right. Yes. And, and, you know, that and I had some good good counsel. I had some good brothers. I had people that that I regularly prayed with, and you know, they they bolstered me and kept my head screwed on straight. Yeah, so it's it's one of those that you know I've thought about it just a lot over the last two weeks of you know what I saw at the NRB when I saw God was doing across. You know, so many different platforms, and I had a, an opportunity to interview, you know, 35 or 40 different ministries while I was on the floor of the NRB, and just to see, like, oh my goodness, you know, God gives all these people this wonderful purpose, and this, you know, he gives them a vision, and he gives them all this other stuff, but what I was thinking about is he, he kind of puts us in a place where we got to stop and ask for directions a lot more often. If we're following him, like, you know, we get out of our comfort zone and it's like, okay, now I'm, now I'm lost. Where, where are we going from here? Where are we going from here? Where are we going from here? And the result of that, Bill, is we get a chance to, you know, graduate from a two-year-old in Christ to a three-year-old in Christ. That's how I feel. Like, I know I'm nowhere <laughs> close, but I'm starting, you know, to... At least maybe I can toddle just a little bit. Not ready to drive yet, you know, because that, that's kind of where we're going. I think the important thing is that we feel loved and safe in his presence. And that, that takes a lot of work for a lot of people, especially those that didn't grow up in that as children. But you know, what God created us for is that conversation we have with him during the day. It's, Daddy, how are you? What are we going to do today? Let's go do something fun. So The rest of it's important, but nowhere near as important as having that, that desire to spend time with him. Yeah, and, and clearly, if you don't stop, you keep going in the wrong direction, and you're, you're, you're gonna, it's going to take more time to backtrack. Just like you've been lost, you, you know, you've gone down the wrong road, you know what that feeling is. There's safety right there next to him. He lets you go <laughs> run around in the field, but there's safety right there next to him. Oh, I love that. I forget the psalm, but David said, you know, I run in the path of your commandments. You know, that to be able to, like, oh, my goodness, just to run with God, you know, as fast as you can run. I had another friend one time here 
And God told him, you know, Darren, in fact, he did the show last week. He said, Darren, you can't unrun, you can't outrun me. So, you know, let's run. <laughs> so you could exceed the speed limit though. So don't do that because remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. I'm so grateful that you're listening to us today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Go to ChristianCarGuy.com to listen to the podcast or previous episodes. Thanks for listening. You're listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. So, you've got this thing called a life. It's your family, your career, your friends, your fun, your dreams, your health. But do you really love your life? Is living your life more of a chore than a joy? More pain than peace? Hey, it's your life. you got to live it, so why not love it? But exactly how do you get back to feeling good deep down in your soul? First, you're going to have to stop existing and start living a life that has meaning, purpose, significance. Take some time to really get to know yourself and get in contact with God. It'll really make a difference in yourself and your relationships. But if you're going to have a life of meaning, you're going to have to find time to slow down and examine where you've been, where you are now, and where you're going. Those who've learned to enjoy life also live life authentically. They aren't living a kind of lifestyle that doesn't fit who they are. And they've also learned to live a life of self-giving love. It might sound sappy, but recent research shows that the defining mark of most happy people was the practice of appreciating and loving others. Those are just a few pointers. Hey, it's your life. If you're going to live it, you might as well love it. A message from The Truth Network.